Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I mean that. Thank you for joining us online as well. We are um, so happy that you're with us. And I, I say that every week, but I want you to know that I mean that when, when I say that I'm happy that you're with us because just to see your face, just to be able to come together um, really does make me happy. I, I really do love just getting to spend time with you guys every weekend. It honestly is the highlight of my weekend. I, I look forward to it, and, uh, and so I'm always uh, making sure that I'm not taking for granted the opportunity that we get. And so um, seriously, thank you for being with us. It, it means a lot. And um, <clears throat> I hope that you had a great week this past week. I hope that you had an awesome Easter weekend as well. Got to spend some time with your with your friends and family. And um, I know around here, as Tony mentioned, we had an amazing Easter weekend. It was so awesome. Um, starting on Friday night, just being able to, to see people baptized. And then um, both services over the weekend were just so awesome. And if you were here Sunday, I mean, we, we ran out of seats. People were lined up across the back. It was just so cool to see um, what God is, is doing. And um, I want you to know Listen, listen, I want you to know whether you see it yet or not, whether you feel it yet or not, God is, God is moving around us. He's, he's moving within us. And again, you, you may not be able to see that or feel that yet, but I, I want you to be aware of it. Um, and, and I wish that I had the time this morning to go into all of the different supernatural ways that God has um, uh, taken us to the place that we're at today. Like, I wish I could go into detail, even just the last year, the way that he has orchestrated things through, through COVID and at the beginning of this year. I mean, it's, it's amazing to, think, to see the things that God is doing. And I want you to know that you are a part of something special here. You're a part of something special here. And I'm not typically the type of person that would stand up here and say things like this, but I was thinking recently how every time I think about the Bridge Church. Every time that I'm praying for the Bridge Church, I, I'm like overcome with excitement. I'm like overcome with encouragement and, and with passion. Like I, I, I can't stop moving. I'm so excited about what God is doing. And I think it would be a shame if you didn't know that the leaders here at the church, that they felt this way. Like we are going somewhere. God is moving. You're a part of something special. And, and I want you to especially be aware of this as we head into this series called Mission, okay? Because ultimately, this is what mission is about. It's about laying before us what God has called us to do together and then charging forward to accomplish it. That's what mission is all about. And this series, guys, is, has been about a, a year in the making, okay? There's been about a year's worth of work that has led up to this series. Our ministry team um, behind the scenes has, has been working really, really hard to prepare these things, to set these things up. We've been really intentional about this just so that we can lay this before you today and over the next four weeks. And so I want you to know how much time and effort and prayer has gone into this. We are taking this very, very seriously. And so ultimately the objective of this series, listen to me, is that we would collectively come around these things and move forward to accomplish them. 
In other words, a mission, like a true good mission, a a world-impacting mission cannot be accomplished by just one person or by one little clique of people. It's going to take all of us. I want you to understand that charge to you guys. It's going to take all of us. And so before we even get into this series, really my, my request to you would be that you approach this series with, with a, a, a headspace and with a heart space that says, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to understand what this mission is, to commit to this mission, and then to link arms with those around me to accomplish it. That's what I want us to do, okay? I want us to comprehend what God has laid before us. I want us to buy into it, and I want us to charge forward together to see it through. That's what I want for us, okay? So before we even get into the content of this series, what I would like to do with this in mind, I would like to just start by praying over the next four weeks. Just just praying over the things that we're gonna hear that God would prepare us, he would equip us to receive it so that we can move forward in that type of way. Guys, this isn't one of those series where you're gonna learn a bunch of cool information, you get to walk out and just move on. This is something that has to change you. This is something that has to charge you to take some action. And so I wanna make sure we're prepared for that. So if you could right now, just bow your heads and close your eyes with me. And and can we just pray that God would do that in each one of us individually, that he would prepare us in that type of way. Lord, we love you so much. And, and, And again, thank you so much for your presence in this place, just being able to feel you and experience you. What an amazing opportunity. And thank you so much for it. And I pray right now that as we move forward in this series, Lord, that you would uh, equip each one of us individually. I mean, you, you know us better than anyone, that you would equip each one of us individually to receive these things right in the, the perfect spot in our hearts and, and that you would truly charge us to be about these things, that, that you would truly focus us in on these things so that, that we can get our hands dirty, so that we can dig in and see what you want to do in and through us, God. I pray that you would change us. I pray that you would prepare us in this type of way so that we can truly be about your mission and the things that you've asked us to do. I, I thank you ahead of time for doing that. I thank you ahead of time for the ways that you're gonna prepare us and what we're gonna be able to accomplish together. Thank you. I give you all the glory and honor for that and so excited to step into it. So in Jesus' name, we pray these things and everybody said, amen. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump right into this. Now, when we talk about, when we talk about the concept and the idea of um, a mission, um, probably the first thing you think about is uh, any sort of business, any sort of organization typically has what they would call a mission statement, right? And so what they are saying through this statement is, um, this is what we're about, okay? This, this is what we do. This is what we're looking to accomplish. This is our mission. But really any good mission ultimately starts by understanding the problem. All right, there's an old saying that says, where there's an issue, there needs to be a mission, okay? In other words, every mission starts with an issue. There's something that needs to be resolved. There's something that needs to be fixed. And so you lay forth a mission to address those things, okay? And so as the church, within our context, there are two primary issues that we see in our world today that we need to to be aware of and that we need to be serious about addressing, 
okay? Two primary issues. And the first one is this, and this is the most important one, okay? We're gonna hit it right out of the gate. We live in a world where far too many people don't know God. We live in a world where just too many people, guys, listen, they, they don't know who he really is. They, they don't know what he's done for them. They don't have a relationship with him to speak of. And it's a problem. It's, it's an issue that we see in our world today. Now, of course, um, this has always been the case throughout the course of history. I mean, there's always been people who, who don't know God. We read that in biblical times even, right? But what we do see, interestingly, is that this is becoming more and more of an issue in our world. In other words, this is something that is escalating before our very eyes. In fact, according to a 2019 poll, listen to this, people who live in America have reached an all-time low in their belief of God, an all-time low. In the late 90s, a poll was taken, and they discovered that about 80% of this country believed in God, about 80%, which is pretty high. That actually kind of shocked me. That's, that's pretty good, I, I thought. But do you know that that same poll was taken in 2019, and that number has dipped below 60%. In the last two decades, more than a 20% decline in belief in God in our country. This is an issue. This, this is a problem. And trust me, it doesn't stop there. Because as we look beyond America, which sometimes we forget to do, like we have a really myopic view sometimes, as we look beyond ourselves, a recent study showed that nearly 4,000 people groups have never even heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. 4,000 people groups. Now, for a reference point, that's about 2 billion people who have never even heard the good news of Jesus Christ. They don't even know what he's done for them. Like, this isn't just an issue. This is a crisis that is before our very eyes. This is something that is devastating our world, and our mission as the church better be to address it, okay? So that's issue number one. Here's the second issue, and this is, this is a little bit different, a little bit more nuanced, but I think it's really important for us to understand, especially in our climate today, and that is, guys, we have created a culture in the church that has actually become a barrier to God rather than a conduit to God. We, we've created this culture around the church that's actually become a stumbling block for people who are trying to find God. Do you understand what an issue that is? In fact, according to that same 2019 poll, not only has belief in God reached an all-time low in America, but church membership has had an even steeper decline. What was once a part of nearly every American's identity is, is now more of an afterthought. Listen to this. From, from the early 1900s to about 1998, so about a 100-year stretch, church membership stayed almost completely steady almost perfectly sustainable. From 1998 to 2018, basically the last 20 years, that number has dropped more than 20%. The previous 100 years, perfectly steady, last 20 years, steep decline. This, this is the culture that we've created around the church. Now, I am purposely stating this as church membership rather than weekend attendance because this distinction is actually one of the primary issues that, that has plagued the church in, in recent years. If you, if you ask most people what the church is, what they would tell you is that it's a weekend service, right? It's a weekend service where we gather and we worship together. That's what the church is. We're going to church this weekend, but of course that's not true. The church is not a weekend service. Uh, the church is also not this building or some sort of infrastructure. The church is us, right? It's, it's you and I, the, the people who are living and serving God together. That's the church. 
But catch this, what has happened over the course of time, just like really anything we put our hands on, we've taken this beautiful concept of the church and we've turned it into this really um, self-serving, this really self-indulgent practice that fits our needs rather than fitting God's needs and his desire. That, that's what has happened. So now church is about us, right? I mean, what, what does it offer us? What, what can we get out of the equation? That is more often than not our desire. And predictably, people come and they see that and they feel that and they run for the hills. This isn't about some sort of greater good. It's about a bunch of selfish people who are in it for themselves. And of course, they don't wanna be a part of that. Who would, right? This is a, a problem. In fact, I, as I was researching this, I found something really interesting that caught my attention and that is, did you know that um, the concept of church shopping, like cho- shopping for a church, right? You go to, you know, place to place and you figure out, you know, what, what the strengths are there and where you might be able to fit in. Did you know that that wasn't even a thing until the 19th century boom of consumerism? Like it, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't even like an option because see, before that, this is what people would do. Catch this. They would find their local gathering. Listen, They would plant their feet in the ground for the long haul. They would get involved. They would build relationships and they would live and serve God together for the rest of their lives. That's what the church was. They were a family. They were a community. They were just ingrained in that body. That's that's who they were. Now, now was everything perfect? No, there were still plenty of conflicts, plenty of issues, but guess what? They worked through them and they kept living life together. I mean, we even see that in Paul's letters to the churches, right? They were a community. But, but now, guys, it's vastly different. I mean, it's, it's so different. In fact, the way that we approach church these days is more like, um, which worship band do I like best, right? Which, which speaker really engages me? Which, which kids' ministry is most impressive? That's our mind, all of us. That's become our mindset around the church. Now, you might even be thinking to yourself, yeah, but Dustin, I mean, a, a, a kids' ministry that protects my children and that teaches them about Christ, that is important. That's something that, that I should value and look for. And, and you're right to some extent. The, the, the problem is, do you know what would have happened in the original church if a ministry wasn't up to par? Listen to this. This is what would have happened. You would have stepped in and done everything that you can to get that ministry up to par. You wouldn't have gone to the next church that's better equipped. You would have stepped in and been a part of the resolution to push that mission forward. That's what would have happened. Because see, it's an attitude thing. And this consumeristic attitude has been something that has been plaguing the church for generations as evidenced by the numbers that I just laid before you. And so what has happened now, listen, is we have Christians who feel alone in their journey They feel lost because they have no purpose. They feel unfulfilled because they're not making a change in the world around them. They're lost. And this is a problem that needs to be addressed. So the question begs, how do we fix this? How can we go about making sure that these issues are addressed? And the answer is with a mission, with the right mission. This is how we address it. We lay forth a mission that addresses these issues and we give everything we have to seeing it through. That's the answer. Now, this is what we're gonna lay before you throughout this series. We're gonna lay before you the mission of the Bridge Church. This is what we believe is gonna address these issues. This is what we're gonna have to come around and accomplish together. This is what it's about. So if you're a note taker, if you wanna take a screenshot, however you can remember this, this is that important. I want this ingrained in your mind and in your heart. This is the mission of the Bridge Church. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, 
discover purpose and make a difference. This is our mission. This, this is the answer. We're gonna help people know God. We're gonna help them find freedom in their lives, discover their purpose, and ultimately go out and make a difference in this world. That is the mission. Now, listen, when I say that, what I mean is this is what we do, guys. This is, this is what we are about. In fact, this is what we want every single person that we come in contact with to experience. This is what we want for them, to come to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in their lives. This is what we desire. So let me, just, let me just real quick spend a few minutes high level breaking that down just so you can understand the heart behind kind of each one of these components, okay? So, so when we say that we want people to come to know God, really what we're saying is that we want them to come to know Christ and, and to have a genuine relationship with him. That's, that's what we want. We're not about religion around here. We're about relationship with our creator. That's what we want to instill. So we want to get those statistics back on the rise. We want to get the word out to those 4,000 people groups. We want to do everything we can to get people who are far from God closer to him. That's what we mean when we say this. Now, once they do that, guys, we want them to find freedom in their lives. You know, we talked about this last week in our Easter message, right? I talked about how there's a difference between forgiveness and freedom. Like you, you can be forgiven and not really be free. You still feel like you're in bondage. You still feel like you're being held back. We want people around here to experience both of those things, to experience forgiveness in their lives, but to be able to look forward to the new life that is ahead of them in Christ. And then once they do that, man, we want them to discover their purpose. Do you know that, that most people, Christians included, don't really understand that they were created for a reason? Like, like it wasn't an accident. It wasn't happenstance. You were created for a purpose which means you are significant, which means that you are important. God has a plan for you. And we think it's time that you discover that because ultimately as children of God, we are called to make a difference in this world. Like you need to understand that. We're not just called to sit still and, and, and to stand here. No, we're called to go out and make an impact in this world as people of God. So we're gonna serve within the ministry. We're gonna be light in our community and everywhere we're going. We're going to make a difference in this world because this is who we are in Christ. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's about time that we start living that way. It's about time that we start acting that way as the church. We're gonna make a difference in this world. That's who we're called to be. Now, let me, um, let me kind of paint this picture for you so that maybe you can see this in, in a slightly different way. So um, can you just close your eyes? Just, just for a minute, I just want you to close your eyes and I want you to just really see this, this scene playing out in your mind. I want you to, to get one person in mind that, that you love, I mean, that you, you care about deeply, but, but they don't know God. They, they don't know what Jesus has done for them. They, they don't have a relationship with God. I want you to see that person in your mind, and I want you to play this scene out. What if, listen, what if after having some genuine conversations with them, some intimate conversations, as they've seen God move in your life and change you from the inside out, what if that person one weekend decided to, to join you here? And they walked through these doors with you and they sat in one of these seats. Just picture this. And what if, as the, the worship set began, they actually began to feel God's presence for the first time? Or maybe the first time in a long time, but they actually like felt his presence. 
And, and after hearing a message about Jesus, you got to sit there and watch as they committed their lives to him. As they put everything out in front of him and said, I am yours. This is who I am. And they walked out of here with tears streaming down their face and in simultaneous joy in their hearts. Like there was no doubt that God had changed their lives. Picture this. And what if week after week, they just kept coming back? In fact, they became so ingrained in this community that they built these beautiful, lifelong relationships with the people here, relationships that encouraged them and, and supported them. And, and they showed up to every service and every life group. They were just in. And then what if they began to understand, you know what? I, I want to be used by God. I want him to use me, these skills, these abilities that he's given me. And what if they went out and they made a real impact in the world around them? I mean, they were emboldened to tell people about what Christ had done for them and, and they served within the ministry and they, they brought real value. And listen, you got to join hand in hand with that person and live and serve the kingdom of God together for the rest of your lives. Guys, wh what if that happened? What if that happened for all of your friends? What if that happened for all of your family members? What if that happened for this entire community? Listen, this is, this is the vision. This is the mission. This is what it's all about. That We would help people come to know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. This is what we want to be about. Now, I want you to understand something because I think this will really help as we dig into these things, rightly understand what this is ultimately about. What you'll notice is that each of these steps, um, each of these kind of ministry components here represents a vital and essential step in your spiritual growth journey. That's what this is about. In other words, there's a process here that God lines out that we need to be aware of and ultimately given to as his people. And so here's what we want to do throughout this series. This is gonna be our approach. We wanna break down each piece of that process, each piece of the mission, and truly discover how we can execute upon it, okay? We, we really wanna see the purpose and the intricacies of each of these, and then we wanna know how ultimately we can approach them so that we can see it happen in this place. That's what we wanna do. And so um, today, we're not gonna waste any time. We're gonna jump right into this, and we're gonna talk about the very first component of this mission, that, that we exist to help people know God. This, this is why we exist, to help people know God, and we want to better understand how we can approach this, okay? So with each one of these things, and maybe you can write this down to, to follow along with me, we're going to talk about four different steps, okay? Four different things that are going to help us best understand each one of these components. So we're going to talk about the vision of each one of these. We're going to talk about what we need to focus on with each one of these. We're gonna talk about what our mindset needs to be, and then we're gonna ultimately talk about the strategy to accomplish it, okay? So vision, focus, mindset, strategy. This is gonna be our consistent approach. So when we talk about helping people know God, let's first talk about the vision. And the vision is simple, but it's everything. And that is that our community would come to know God. This is our vision. Again, just visualize those neighbors, those friends, those family members actually being introduced to Christ and having a lifelong relationship with him. Just like picture the beauty of what that looks like. This is the vision for us as the church. 
Now, the truth of the matter is, while all of these components are important, um, this is clearly the most important. Okay, this, this clearly tops them all. In fact, you can't even really begin to accomplish any of these other ones without starting here, which is why it's the first component. First and foremost, we have to get people to come to know God. Okay, this is the priority. Now, maybe you would ask, why, why do you say this is the priority? Why would this be step number one? Well, let me show you what Jesus says in John 17, verse three. He makes a really important statement. He says, this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This is what Jesus says. He says, listen, this is eternal life. This is everything. This is what it's about, that they may know you. This is what it's about. Now that word know in the original language in the Greek is gnosko. And, and what, the really, what this word really means is to know with the heart. Like it's this really intimate word that signifies closeness and, and connection. In fact, this whole idea and concept of having a relationship with God, I'm sure you've heard that before. All of that vernacular actually comes from this word gnosko. And so really this is what we mean when we say we want people to come to know God. We want them to have a real genuine relationship with him. That's what we are about around here. That's what we want to accomplish. Now the question is, as part of our mission, how do we execute upon this? Like, how, how can we really get people to come to know Christ? And so this is what brings us to our focus. And again, this is simple, but it's so important. Listen, our focus is reaching those who don't know God. That's, that's what we are going to be focused on. Another way of saying this is, guys, this is our primary purpose to help people come to know God. This is what it's about. Now, again, that might seem obvious, that might seem redundant, but here's the thing. If we are not super disciplined about this, we're gonna miss the mark. Like if we're not really intentional, really smart and strategic about this, we're gonna end up fading into other things that aren't as important. I promise you that will happen. And so if our vision truly is that we are gonna help people come to know God, my goodness, let's prioritize this. Let's give everything we have to this so that we might see people come to know their savior. Because, because guys, this is what Jesus asks us to do. You have to understand, this is what he requests of us. Over and over again throughout his ministry, he, he reiterates this focus. I mean, how many different times could he say it? He says, go and make disciples of all nations. This is what I want you to do. Go and preach the gospel. Tell them what I've done for you, right? In fact, Jesus says, I came, this is the reason that I came, to seek and to save that which is lost. That's why I came. Now, I don't know if you've ever lost anything of value to you, I don't know if maybe you know, you, you, you've lost your, your wallet before, your keys before, but when that happens, do you notice that it's not like you just move on with the rest of your day? That, that like consumes you, it distracts you. Right? I gotta find this, I gotta make sure that I, I get this in my possession, right? As the church, that must be our focus when it comes to reaching people that don't know him. We should be consumed by that. We should be distracted by this. In fact, watch what Jesus says in Luke 15, verse seven. This is some amazing perspective. Listen closely. He says, I tell you that in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Do you see the priority there? Guys, this is the heavenly perspective. Now, now is there rejoicing in heaven as we worship God? I'm sure. Is there rejoicing in heaven as we live our lives with love and kindness at the forefront? I'm sure there is, but there's more joy. There's more rejoicing over just one sinner repenting than any of these other things combined. This has to be our focus. 
This has to be the priority. Now listen closely. Will we be serious about helping you grow throughout your spiritual journey? Absolutely. Absolutely. Will we do everything we can, as Paul says, to present you fully mature in Christ? Absolutely. In fact, that's our biblical mandate. I promise you, we're serious about that. But the truth of the matter is there's a world out there that doesn't know Jesus, and we know how they can find him. Why why would we prioritize anything else? In fact, let's go back to that number one issue. Far too many people don't know God, and it must be our primary purpose to change that. This is our focus to help people come to know him, okay? Now, if our vision is that our community would truly come to know God, if that's our vision, and, and so much so that we're gonna focus on this, we're gonna prioritize this, then this must ultimately be our mindset. And, and we might have to have some tough conversations here, but I think it's worth it. Our mindset must be this. We're gonna have to resist the gravitational pull to make church just for us. If our vision is that we have to reach our community, we're going to focus on that. Guys, we're going to have to resist that gravitational pull. Because the truth of the matter is, we are all naturally bent towards selfishness. Every single one of us struggles with this. I don't care who you are. And very easily, so easily that if you don't actively fight against it, it will happen. So easily, we will make church all about us. What do I want? What do I like? What's going to make me happy? And we're gonna end up messing up the whole mission of Jesus Christ just to appease our pride and ego. I promise you, it will happen. In fact, it's the reason the concept of the church is so misunderstood to begin with now because we've messed it up with our selfishness. We've made it all about us. So listen, if you feel yourself going there, resist that gravitational pull. You're gonna have to resist that. You know, maybe, maybe you don't love every message here. Maybe you don't always love the music. Maybe you don't always love the approach. Well, guess what? Maybe it's not all about you. Maybe it's not all about you. Maybe it's about the person that's coming in for the first time who's lost, has no hope that they might hear about Jesus and give their life to him. Maybe that's who it's about. We're gonna have to fight. We're gonna have to fight that gravitational pull. In fact, I was thinking about this more and more. And what I realized is not only are we all bent towards selfishness, we're also bent towards negativity. And, and we get in double trouble here. We get consumed by these things. And if I'm being honest with you, I, I really struggle in this area. I, I find myself falling into this hole so often and you have to fight against it. I, in fact, I can't even tell you how many times we will finish up an amazing worship experience here on the weekend. And the first thing that I hear from somebody or the first thing that I think myself is about some random thing that didn't go perfectly right. Like so often, that's where our minds go. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like two people gave their lives to Christ today and we're upset because the lighting wasn't perfect or because maybe the volume was too loud. Like, are you kidding me? There's rejoicing in heaven over sinners repenting and we're complaining about this stuff. Guys, there's a priority here. It's a a mindset thing. And honestly, seriously, far too many of us, we're gonna have to push against this self-serving attitude and make sure we're focused on the right thing if we're truly gonna accomplish what God wants us to. This must be our focus. This must be our mindset. Now, with all of these things laid out before us, the last thing we have to talk about is our strategy. How how can we accomplish these things? What are we gonna do to really see this through? And and so here is gonna be our strategy, guys. What we are gonna do is we are gonna create experiences 
that people who don't know God, those who are lost, who have no hope, they don't know him, we're gonna create experiences that they love to be a part of. We're gonna create experiences that, that, that those people love to attend, that they wanna come back to. That's how we're gonna approach this. Now, what this means is while helping people know God will be woven into everything that we do around here, the primary system to get people to know God is going to be our weekend experiences. This is, guys, this is going to be our strategy. This is more often than not going to be how we introduce people to Christ. Now, listen to me. Don't mishear me. I didn't say it's the only way. What, what I said is it's going to be our primary system. And the reason I point this out, I, I want to say this because at least it's important to me. Having excellent weekend experiences should never, ever replace things like evangelism and, and personal discipleship. Should never replace that. We will never do that. But, but here's the thing. Part of your calling is to go out and to be a disciple, to be light, to, to be a witness. And part of our mission here is to equip you in that. So let's do that. Let's give ourselves to that. But typically speaking, our weekend experiences are going to be the first opportunity we have to introduce people to Christ. So why shouldn't we make experiences that set that up? Right? Let's make people feel welcome. Let's give them something they can enjoy. Let's, let's put on ramps so that they can come to see and feel God for the first time in their lives. That's how we're going to do this. We're going to make sure that every single person that we come in contact with truly has the opportunity to come to know him. Don't you think that's worth it? Don't you think that that's something that we should be given to? This is what I want for us, and I believe what God wants for us. Please stand with me. You know, as I was, um, I, was, I was studying this week and kind of researching how I wanted to present this, what I started to realize, maybe for the first time, honestly, for myself, which is maybe a little embarrassing to admit, but what I started to realize is I don't think there's anything better, anything more valuable you can do with your life than helping people come to know God. Think about that. that I think that's... I think that's the most value that you can bring. I think that's the way that you can bring the most glory to God is by helping others come to know him through your life and through your words. And so I think this is something that we need to give everything we have to. Over the next four weeks, we're gonna continue to dig into the rest of this mission. And we got some really cool, exciting things to talk to you guys about. I think it's really gonna be helpful for us. It's gonna take some really intentional steps to ensure that we are truly about the mission. But to be honest with you, if we don't get this first one right, the rest of it doesn't matter. I mean, we might be able to do some cool things for a short amount of time. Nothing's gonna be sustainable around here or in us individually. This has to be step number one. We have to come to know him. We have to get others to come to know him. This must be the priority. You know, our, our word for the year, the first message of this year, we talked about how our word is that we're gonna move. That we're gonna go. Like, we're, we're not going to sit still. We're going we're gonna to take action. We're going to make an impact. Our second message, our second series was called Knowing God. I don't know if you guys realized, what we were trying to communicate to you is it's time to move in helping people know God. It's time to move in this. It's time to take action here. This is what we must be about. So if you could just close your eyes. If I could just pray over you right now. Heavenly Father, 
Lord, I pray that you would unite us together. God, please, unite us together. Focus us in on, on what the priority is and on what you've called us to do. Pray that you would prick our hearts, put a charge in us to make sure that we're truly stepping forward in what you have for us. That we are truly being used by you in the way that you have designed. Because ultimately it's about you. Because ultimately this is what it's about. It's all about you. That people would come to know you, that we would glorify you, that we would be about your mission. It's all about you. And that's what we declare right now, God. That as we move forward, everything we do is about you. Everything we do is for you. You are the purpose. You are the reason. You are the why behind every step 